What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. Every day on the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast, we discuss faith, spirituality, and the realms of paranormal. Today is no different. Quick reminder, this is not a religious channel. I'm not here to debate any type of religious doctrine or dogma. I'm personally deconstructed. However, I am highly spiritual. I love the message of Jesus, and I talk a lot about it, but not from a religious point of view. So I'm not here to tell you how to live your life, or this is this, or that is that. I'm merely here to tell you uh, how I experience things, how my life goes, um, and what I personally think uh, a lot of these ancient texts mean. Uh, Now, I have been studying ancient texts, including the Book of Enoch, the Holy Bible, as well as the ancient Sumerian, Babylonian, and Akkadian tales uh, for many, many years. Now, the um, Mesopotamian tales and mythologies, um, honestly, within the last couple of years. What's up, Shari? How are you, my friend? Frank, what's up, brother? Welcome. Neon Pickle, thanks for being here. Uh, Laudis, how are you? Thanks for joining. Didi, what is up? Um, today I'm going to be talking about the new book of Enoch translation that reveals the sacred soul code. Okay. If you have not heard this, if you've been reading book of Enoch and you haven't started replacing some of the terminology in it with modern terminology, you're really, really missing out. Chinzo, thank you so much for the gifts. I appreciate you, my friend. You're really missing out on some huge potentiality. Um, and again, I'm not here to talk dogma today because if we can deconstruct the idea that the Book of Enoch has to mean this or has to mean that, um, then we can get into some fun territory. I've got kind of an open letter right now to all social media creators who are in the spirituality space. Um And not everyone agrees with me, but I personally think we should have more fun with this and people need to quit taking it so seriously. These are ancient stories. This book of Enoch is a very mystical book. It comes from an ancient tradition. Um, It was not written by Enoch as a lot of the Bible was not written by the people that it said that it has the little book's name. You know, I so-and-so wrote this. It was written by someone else. We don't know who it was written by. It's called pseudopigrapha. Pseudo meaning um, it's not actually that person. And then pigrapha uh, meaning the writings of. So basically you're looking at fan fictions here, uh, even in the book of Enoch. Now, does that mean it's not true? No, it doesn't mean it's not true. It just means that it's a fan fiction basically taking the oral traditions and the handed down uh, stories of antiquity and then putting them back into uh, basically a compendium of what people believed. Um, And so what I'm going to be doing today and a project I've been working on that a lot of people don't even know about is I'm working on what's called a freeform translation. Now, that means that I'm not actually taking word for word and trying to preserve some copious meaning from the original text or what has been translated, but rather I'm putting it into new terminology. And in some cases, I'm looking at the root words that were lost altogether and then retranslating them into a modern version of that root word so that we understand it a whole lot more. A great example of this is the other day, when I shared uh, the quote from Jesus where he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. So to reimagine that or do a free form translation, I would say, 
seek uh, seek first the metaphysical metaphysical experience of source and equality with all people, and then all of your physical needs will be added unto you. And so that would be like a completely reimagining of it. I would do a better job on that, make it a little more eloquent. But that's what I'm going to be doing today. Thank you, Molly. Molly says, let it flow. Lester says, sup, come. What's the best book of Enoch that I recommend is this one um, with R.H. Charles. If I can grab, I just put lotion on. So I'm throwing the book around. I can't even hold anything. Uh, the book of Enoch, the prophet R.H. Charles. Um, I do have it on my website, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com as well as you can scan this QR code, take you directly over to my Amazon shop. I do get a kickback from that. Um, so for every $10 book sold, I think I make like a 90 cents or something. It's not a huge thing. You know, and it varies depending on what my earning rate is or whatever, whenever they update their terms and stuff. But I do, I, just so you know, I have to say that, you know, you do support me a little bit. It, it ain't a lot, but it's a little bit. So I do appreciate if you buy from that. If everybody in our audience bought the book of Enoch out of my Amazon shop, you know, that would actually uh, really help me, right? So, you know, if we could get about 500 to 700,000 people to buy a book of Enoch, that would be really helpful to my channel. But alas, not everybody is that interested in it. So uh, those of you that are, I think there's a treasure trove of information here. You can grab that by scanning the QR code or you can dro uh, drop over to www dot cub c u b k u k e r dot com cub dot com c u b k u k e r dot com scroll down to the bottom of the page you'll see sacred texts on amazon boom click on that it'll take you to a whole amazon page i've got books of enoch i've got the bhagavad gita i have the gnostic bible i've got a ton of uh, ancient astronaut theory books on there a lot of the stuff we talk about is right over there on my Amazon. So go check that out. Thank you guys for the support with that. Orion says, found it. Got it. Thank you, sir. Awesome. Peace. Appreciate that, brother. Saw a new Book of Enoch translation. Do I have a link, sir? Uh, I'm working on it and uh, hopefully we'll have it published. I've got to get around all the legalities and stuff and figure out how close I can be, what I need to cite, you know, for today, uh, for the purposes of what I'm doing commentary, I can share kind of the first part of it that I've done. It's a huge book. Uh, and the first book I'm working on is actually my compendium, my supernatural compendium. I haven't told anybody yet other than my private community, but it's going to have a bunch of different sacred texts reimagined with the system of spirituality fully detailed in that compendium. So what I'm going to share today will actually have a system and a meditation you can practice to access the same spiritual technology that's in the book of Enoch. Um, what's really cool about that is you're going to get a huge overview of a lot of different belief systems in one book. You're going to get book of Enoch. You're going to get gospel of Thomas. You're going to get uh, the Emerald tablet. You're going to get all kinds of really cool data in there reimagined by me and put into a system that you can go, Oh, here, here's how I can practice this and apply it in my everyday life. Uh, this isn't to replace someone's personal study of the actual texts. I'm not trying to replace the actual text, but I am trying to shed some light on even if I can just reinterpret one piece of that text for you, then you might understand the whole piece of text based on that point of view, if that makes sense. So Orion says, very cool. Thank you for creating that, sir. Absolutely, my friend. When I get that done, I am going to share the first chapter for free 
as a download. Of course, I'll make sure you guys have access to that. Uh, that is a new year launch for sure. For sure. I also have another new year launch I'm working on. I have so many projects in the air right now and whatever sticks sticks, but you know, you guys let me know what you want the most of, and I'll make sure I get that done first. The other thing I'm working on, I'll share a little bit later and you guys let me know how much you want that and how much I need to put into each one of them. Jimmy Morgan. Thanks for joining. Appreciate you. Paula Lee. What is up my friend? So today I'm going to go ahead and read this little excerpt from Book of Enoch. I'm going to read what Book of Enoch actually says. Chapter 1, the words of the blessing of Enoch, wherewithin he blessed the elect and righteous who are living in the day of tribulation, when all the wicked and godless are to be removed. And then he took up his parable and said, Enoch, a righteous man whose eyes were opened by God, saw the vision of the Holy One in the heavens, which the angels showed me, and from them I heard everything, and from them I understood and I saw, but not from this generation, but for a remote one for which is to come. Okay, so now huge, huge um, set of data in there. Guys, i got to drink a lot. I've been taking allergy pills lately and trying to dry up all this crud, and it's making me uh, drink a lot of water. So I apologize if I have to slurp on water this episode. Uh, it's just to keep me lubricated here. So, um, so this is a very interesting, you know, little section here. I'm going to drop that in the uh, comments for you here, and I'll bring it up on screen just so you guys can see the actual translation of that. Um, you know, he's talking about himself in third person. Obviously, super annoying. I know, like we all know somebody that talks about themselves in third person. It's it's never fun, right? Uh, That's not a great party to go to when there's somebody talking about themselves in third person. Uh, Urban Floral says, Insta is ready to go intergalactic with Cub and fam. Thank you, my friend. Tara Michelle, what is up? Welcome. Alexandra Padilla, thank you for being here. Mari, welcome. How are you doing? Uh, AD Watson, thanks for joining. You guys pump it up. Give me some hearts, rainbows, hearts, marshmallows, and rainbows. What is that? Uh, uh, You know, give me the cereal treatment here. Uh, Lots and lots and lots of uh, hearts uh, going around. That really helps pump up the stream. So thank you guys. What's up, Tim? How are you doing? Kenny says, good afternoon from San Francisco, California, ready to go loco for logos with Cub and fam. Thank you, my brother. So this is a very archaic translation. Beautiful translation, by the way. I would never want to change what's in here and and try to replace what's in there. But what I do want to do is help absolutely blow some minds open around this. So um, ever since I was younger, I've been absolutely obsessed with the book of Enoch. Uh, and I'm really, 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 really excited to even be able to reimagine it now to have read it so many times to have a bit of a deeper understanding and not patting myself on the back. I'm just saying when you study something over and over and over and you like think on it, meditate on it and you have dreams about it and all kinds of stuff, you're just like, okay, I starting to get it. I'm, I'm starting to feel it. You're feeling it in here and it starts to become part of your ethos instead of, um, you know, something that you're just studying. And so I really, really digested this for many, many, many years. Um, and so what my attempt is, is to blend metaphysics, spiritual practices, uh, and essentially revive the mysteries that are embedded in the book of Enoch for hopefully a new generation. Hopefully, the generation right now that's, you know, uh, coming out, the new generation uh, that's out on the scene, right? Gosh, I sound old, don't I? Um, 
I mean, maybe I was reincarnated from the 1950s because I swear, maybe it's my grandfather speaking. I don't know. I swear I used some lingo from the olden days. Uh, well, back when I was a kid, you know, uh, that's kind of how I feel sometimes. But uh, so I'm hoping to substitute outdated terminologies as I just used uh, with more understandable and directly correlated modern expressions that capture the intended mysterious nature as if the Book of Enoch were written today. And that's really what I think this has a huge, huge um, potential. This is a huge potential to bless, to change lives, to literally unlock your soul code. And that's what I'm that's what I'm talking about today. Today is this new translation and soul code that I think this can unlock. And while what I'm going to share today might seemingly be very simple, I want you to deeply think about it, dig into the terminologies which we're actually going to do today and what it means. So I've painstakingly gone through just this first verse. I did not use AI technology or anything like that to reinterpret this. A lot of people are saying, oh, I can't wait for the AI to interpret these tablets and this stuff. Guys, it doesn't work that way. It's not that good yet. I mean, come on. We got a long time before AI can give you a real reading on something like the Sumerian tablets and tell you what they actually mean. Um, you know, I've tried plugging in stuff like this before. I'm like, what is the meaning of this? It does. It's just not that intellectual it doesn't it, it's not that creative let me say that i've done everything i can to program ai bots to be creative uh to to help rewrite and reimagine some of these things and ultimately this is the best ai this this quantum four pound brain computer that i have is the best way that i can go through this stuff now can i clean up the grammar and some of the sentence structures and stuff with it oh for sure right like you know use it as like a virtual assistant of course but um what i can't do is trust it to give me the reading of what i'm about to share with you because it's it doesn't reimagine things very well that i have uh you know come across so what i'm going to share with you um i think is is super super awesome here okay you guys tell me what you think the words of the awakening of enoch to which he blessed the inhabitants of new earth who are already living in troubled times when all the misunderstanding and ignorance of source is to be lifted he remembered his story and said enoch an equitable man whose eyes were opened by source saw the vision of the set-apart unity in the multiverse in which the source light codes showed me and from them i heard all things at once and from them i understood and saw but not for this dna program but for a remote one which is forthcoming and is in fact here now expressions on the book of enoch reimagined by jacob cooker so we're going to break this down today and it seems simple and you may go oh, okay yeah uh, uh, that's cool but we're going to look at this we're going to look at this versus the original one why is this important first off i have taken the liberty of replacing uh the part where he says the words of the blessing of enoch wherewithin he blessed the elect and righteous and so what i'm doing here is i said the words of the awakening of enoch the awakening of enoch rather than the blessing to which he blessed the inhabitants of new earth and rather than saying 
the elect and righteous, I have said the inhabitants of new earth, who are already living in troubled times, uh, rather than the day of tribulation. Do you see how I'm literally crushing, stripping out, completely replacing doctrine and dogma? Um, because this is doctrine and dogma can ruin any good text. Um, how many good spiritual texts are ruined by people trying to say, this is what it means. And that's the truth because, because we just don't know. Right. What's up, Joshua. How are you? Uh, appreciate you being here. Um, da, 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 da. do I believe Enoch comes to earth? What I'm doing today is discussing, we have gone through a ton of ancient astronaut theory on Book of Enoch with him being an actual star traveler um, who was actually genetically programmed to be a demigod on the earth and then was taken up to meet King Anu, aka King El, aka King Odin, whatever you want to call him in whatever pantheon, the Lord of the Stars, the one that is off planet in all of these myths, okay? Uh, and I've talked a lot about that before. I'm, I'm straying away from ancient astronaut theory, mainly because I think these can coexist. Even if all of this is ancient astronauts, um, and I think it's, it's highly possible, right? Um, certainly not the agreed upon narrative for it. But for me, I think it's possible. And so what what I want to do is return these ideas to an esoteric understanding. If none of this ever happened, how do we preserve the meaning for ourselves? Because we don't know. We weren't there. We can argue, no, it's not a myth. Really, you weren't there. How do you know? Like, there, don't lie to yourself. You know, you guys don't trust anyone because you can't trust yourself because you tell yourself things are true that you can't prove. And then you don't trust yourself. And then you go, well, I can trust God. Well, you don't even know who God is. Because you've lied to yourself about who God is because you've been lied to about who God is, right? And I don't mean that as, you know, some conspiracy theorist here. I just mean somebody just left the chat because, you know, he's not a myth. I'm out of here. Um, that's not what this community is about. And I hope you guys understand that. This community is about open-mindedness. And I'm here to tell you, it can be ancient astronauts. It could be that Enoch was literally made by alien gods or Anunnaki, okay? Because the Anunnaki are the Elohim. Like, you don't argue with me. That is actually the connection that most people are making in all of these ancient myths, okay? And I don't mean myths as in they didn't happen. I mean myth as in mythos, as in you have some historical data, some oral trends, uh, traditions, you have some esoteric meanings, you have all of this stuff. It's like a gumbo of info. And in that gumbo, you don't know what the original gumbo was. You just know that it tastes good, right? And so that's what I'm trying to do is trying to get you guys to taste a better flavor of what's in here. And then in turn, maybe what's in your Bibles and what's in all of your other ancient uh, mystical and religious text, because I think we're missing the point here. And so um, Chris says, who's arguing what? Oh, it's just, it's on TikTok. It's always on TikTok, right? Uh, do I think uh, Sasquatch is a creation of the gods, angels, or uh, a being that got lost here from somewhere else? Great question, Trey. Um, what I think on Sasquatch, I've done many episodes on that, but uh, just to summer, summarize it, I think Sasquatch 
was one of the early Anunnaki creations. I'll do a little breath work here and try to get my back to relax, guys. I got a long episode ahead of me, so I want to try to get try to get in the flow here for everybody. Um, I think Sasquatch was most likely um one of the early creations of man you know we have the neanderthal and all of those different evolutionary pathways that humanity allegedly took prior to where we are now and i think that you know it was most likely the et gods doing their genetic uh reformation of the planet if you will taking whatever hominid was here and trying to upgrade it just enough to be just intelligent enough to work uh strong enough to work like an animal but intelligent enough to take orders, right? And build some sort of societal structure. The biggest issue here, what all of these, what Book of Enoch is talking about, if it's literal, is one of these lords that's not happy that there are things called Nephilim or the men of renown. It, some translations call them giants. Some people call them men of renown, uh, demigods. And that ultimately uh, humanity got too powerful too quickly and essentially started being able to take over the gods and, and literally lord over the earth because the gods were, you know, coming and going from the stars, but they weren't able to rule the earth. And one of these lords wanted to rule all of these realms, including the earth. Um, and so sent a flood, all of this stuff that goes back to Enki and Enlil um, and their father, King Anu, sent both of them down. One of them was supposed to be Lord of the Air. The other was supposed to be Lord of the Earth. Remember, Enki was supposed to inherit the Earth. Well, his brother Enlil, in a fiery cloud uh, and storm, very similar to the uh, old deity Yahweh in the Canaanite pantheon, actually kicks Enki out and sends him to the Absu uh, down to the marshlands and allows him to rule there. And he becomes more of uh, the god of the water in the marshlands rather than inheriting the Earth. And Enlil inherits the Earth. And he says, there's no other gods before me. I am, is there anything too great for me to do, right? Um, and so, you know, that's a very interesting paradigm, in my humble opinion, is um, you get these stories that go all the way back to ancient Sumer. And it's where it all comes from, you know, and that's not even just my theory. There are literally thousands of different scholars that are discovering this too and making these connections. Zechariah Sitchin being one of them there's a lot of debate and arguing over it. So I'm not really here to argue or debate over it right now, but rather just say that's that's my understanding of it, if this is literal. If none of this happened, by the way, and we still don't know how we got here, or this is literally a virtual reality and everything that happened in the past isn't even real, and you are actually processing memories and learning histories that are put upon you, and this is a wild conspiracy, that are literally just for your control of your soul to get your soul to reincarnate here. Then the way I'm interpreting this is probably the most powerful thing you can listen to, if that makes sense. So um, let's see. Uh, Tarot Mark, uh, Tarot Macros, how are you, my friend? Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it uh tara we'd love for you to join the community uh we've got a lot of uh tarot readers in our community a lot of incredibly gifted people i'd love to explore your gifts with you and if you'd love to do a reading on me too a great place to do that is in our mythos community 
Um, I normally kind of send everybody there first. That's where we get to know each other. That's where we develop relationships. It's also a great place we can do uh, all of our spiritual uh, conversations and everything off of social media. It's only seven bucks a month right now on sales. So uh, I'm not doing that to, uh, you know, be rude to anyone or say you have to pay me to do something. It's just, hey, let's get to know each other. Let's be a community, support what I'm doing. I'll support what you're doing. Uh, let's let's help each other out here. So that's a great way uh, to get some more proximity to myself, the community, everything that we're doing here. We would love, love, love to have you in the community. So thank you so much uh, for being here. And uh, yeah, come check it out. C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. You get the community, Zoom meetups on the weekend. Um, and then there's a bunch of bonus videos in there. And I'm working on a resource hub as well. So go check it out. You can scan that QR code. Um, let's see. Yeah. And please don't spam. Uh, don't spam everyone. Uh, Rachel Marie says, how do we join? Rachel, you can scan that QR code there. There's actually two different options. There's that one. And then there is the Academy option, which includes everything in the first option, um, as well as the, uh, Academy, which has 500 video lessons in it. Um, and adding more all the time and working on more right now that'll be added at the end of the year. Um, and I am closing this down at the end of the year, just as far as enrollment goes. Um, so you can lock it in at that half price because when it returns, it's going to be higher than the half price. I can't sell it for $7 a month every, uh, every month, but right now for the holidays, I'm trying to do it like the best special I've ever done. So you can lock that in, uh, just visit C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. I'll throw that up on the screen. That's my official website right there. C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. Uh, you bet, Rachel. Absolutely. Would love to have you. We've had a, a an incredible, well, an incredible month last month and then week this week. We've had a ton of new members joining. Um, really, really thankful for all of you guys. And I just cannot wait to meet everyone. It's like, it's so cool when we have people join because I get to meet new people every weekend on the Zoom calls. And uh, in fact, tonight there is a social hour. I'm going to try to pop in. I actually visit a family member uh, who's in a memory care facility on Wednesday nights. Uh, but I'm hoping to pop in and meet some new people tonight. Um, and then Shelly, one of our moderators, is running the meetup tonight. So it'll be about an hour long, starting at 6.30 Central Standard Time. The Zoom rooms are built right into the community. So when you when you make your purchase, you'll get an email, you'll create an account, all of that stuff. Um, you know, super easy, just like any platform. And then you can go to cubcooker.com, bookmark that. You can click on the community option there. It'll take you to the community. I bookmark the community and the academy on my computer. And then you'll also get an email that'll have info on the two apps that you can download to access the community and then one to access the academy. So really cool. We're working on developing our own app uh, where it's like my branded app. But uh, to do that, I have to have, uh, I've got to have a certain amount of members just to make it financially make sense. We're getting there, by the way. You guys are pushing hard. And if we keep up the the rate of new members joining all the way through the beginning of the year, by my birthday in March, we'll easily be there and we'll be developing our own app. So that's awesome. I love that. I love that. Thank you, guys. Um, so yeah, scan that and you can jump over there. So um, why is this so important? Because you can do this. You can do this. You can create your own translation. And I want to talk about 
uh, free translation here. It's also referred to as a paraphrase. There's a, a popular Bible translation called the message. Um, and whether you agree with it or not, you know, is neither here nor there. Um, I used to read the message all the time, especially when I wanted a message for me. When I, I'm not, I wasn't interested in, you know, some sort of historical data within the transcript. I was interested in what's the message for me. Um, and so for me, I had to, I had to really read through the message for a while to understand what was being said to me through the text. And that's kind of been one of the things that's helped me understand that these texts are living, breathing things from the book of Enoch to the Sumerian tablets, to the Bible, to the Torah, to the Quran, to everything. And, and that's not to offend anyone. I know some people in those traditions say, no, 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 it's not a living, breathing thing. It is what it is. And this is this is that. And that and, and that's fine if that's what you believe. I'm not here to tell you you have to believe what I believe, but I'm just telling you that's what I believe. So uh, with that said, you can do this too. You can take uh, any old ancient book, ancient translation, like the Hymn of the Pearl. We just read the Hymn of the Pearl is in the Gnostic Bible. Um, that's over on my Amazon as well. Fantastic book. Fantastic book. Um, this is the Gnostic Bible, and this has tons and tons of stories. And right here in the very middle is that called the Hymn of the Pearl. It's a very short poem, and it's about the transmigration of the soul. It's a beautiful, beautiful poem. It's already esoteric, but you can take it one step further and then replace things like Egypt and Babylon in it because we don't understand what any of that means today. You can put it in modern terminology that we understand in the metaphysical world that I came from uh, a realm of energy and I lowered in vibration and I became materialized as material light. Uh, and I took on a form as a thought within this virtual reality. So like you could literally spin that into your own shtick, if you will, which is a really, really cool way uh, to begin to understand these texts for yourself. Again, you can do the same thing with the words of Jesus. Um, one of my favorite ways to do this is when Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. Uh, the kingdom does not come with visible signs, but rather the kingdom of God is within you. Well, Cub, I thought Jesus was coming on a cloud and I thought the kingdom was coming down out of the sky and the new Jerusalem and everything. I don't know. I mean, other parts of the text tell you that, but Jesus himself said something very, very different. And I have people debate me all the time in the comments. Oh, no, Jesus' message wasn't different. Really? Have you read it? Have you read that message and then read all the other stuff around it? Have you read Paul's works and the Peter? And, uh, and have you read all the other narrative around him? And if you just look at his words, it's a whole different narrative. Whole different narrative. Uh, thank you guys so much for the gifts, by the way. That is awesome. We are, we are crushing it today. Thank you guys. I love it. I love it. Uh, Lester says, what's the app's name? So it's over at cubcooker.com or you can scan this QR code. Uh, the app isn't, uh, out right now. You'll get, um, info when I do develop the app. It, it costs a lot of money and time and, and I have to literally hire a development team through the platform I built this on and it costs a big upgrade to my account. And so I basically have to fundraise for that. And we need between three and 500 members. We are on the way to that, by the way. We're almost halfway to our 300 member mark, which is fantastic. And guys, remember, I started this with 10 members about a year ago. So uh, this is amazing to be able to grow this much. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but right now there are apps through the platform that I've built it on, but you'll get info on that. And then you'll directly click on that and then just log in through those apps. 
But to get access, you just go to my website, cubcooker.com. Let me show you guys. A lot of people are asking this. I'm, I don't want to take time away from our, our stream here. But if you're, if you're genuinely interested, I'll show you exactly how to sign up here. Um, so all you have to do is you're going to go over to cubcooker.com. And let me show you guys uh, this screen here. So you'll go here to cubcooker.com. Let me move that QR code out of the way. Uh, go here. And then this is how you know it's my website. I've got all my artwork here. Uh, I got my verified badge on here, and it's Cub Cooker. You'll see C U B K U K E R, cubcooker.com, not dash cooker, not uh, cubcooker1.com or cubcooker.net or anything like that. Okay. It's just cubcooker.com. There are literally people out there that are trying to, uh, you know, create their own. Uh, websites and offers and stuff under my name. So don't believe them. Go through my link in my bio on this live stream. So, uh, and if you're listening on the podcast, go through the description of the podcast if you're on Spotify. Here's my official socials. Then you'll see Mythos here. Here is the info for Mythos. Um, and then this is the first offer. Right now it's half off, regular 14 a month. Um, you can get it for seven a month, or I'll give you two months free. If you buy a year up front, it ends up being like six bucks a month or something. So for 69 a year, same thing down here, mythos Academy membership. They're both the mythos membership. Both of them, you get access to the community. Both you get access to the zoom calls, both you get access to the community, uh, chats and all of the stuff and the, the replays of the weekend calls, all of that stuff. But with the second one here for a little bit more monthly, uh, you're going to get access to my 500 plus video lesson library, my supernatural practitioner trainings, quantum manifesting frameworks, proprietary mythology study method, and a whole lot more. So that's, that's that level of the membership. That's a leveled up version of it. Uh, there will be a third version coming soon and I'll share that a little bit more later. So, but I hope that helps. All you have to do is just literally click like, boom, say you want to get this for $7 monthly. You like the value in it. You can do Google pay. You can do Apple Pay if you have it set up, uh, PayPal, whatever you have set up on your computer or your device will pop up here and you can do a secure transaction right there. There's a ton of different um, testimonies on everyone. I've got different testimonies from real members. You can go read them right here. Uh, Molly, Molly's watching. Molly's got a great testimony on here of what she loves about it. So you can ask her yourself, but uh, anyway, it's so, so easy. I hope, I hope that helps. I'm not trying to take time away from our stream here, but a lot of people have been asking and, uh, hopefully that demystifies the process. You don't have to download an app. All you have to do is hit up my website and, uh, bada bing, bada boom, you're in. So, um, probably the most painless signup system out there. It's just super easy, like one click, two click maybe, and you're done. So, um, all right, so let's break this down. The words of the awakening of Enoch to which the blessing of the inhabitants of the new earth. Um, so what is new earth? What is new earth to you? Comment what your idea of new earth is, because I'd love to read this. We're going to deconstruct even my translation here real quick and just go through what this actually means, I believe, and hopefully give you a whole new view of Enoch. All right. Mark says, hey, bro, I freaking love you. Keep up the good work. Mark, thank you, brother. Love you, brother. Thank you so much. Uh, Ro uh, Robert says, hiya, how are you? Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Mark. Um, and Rachel, thank you for signing up. I really appreciate you, my friend. I look forward to meeting you. 
Uh, Paula Lee had to go. No worries, my friend. Uh, but we're still cooking here about halfway through the episode. So uh, you guys let me know what you think New Earth is. So I'm going to look up the actual translation of New Earth. New Earth is a, you know, it's a concept that has really been popularized uh, by a lot of different people, one of which uh, Eckhart Tolle. Um, the idea of New Earth is really within the biblical canon. It's also within Christianity. Um, and so the 21st chapter of the book of Revelation introduces the final state of perfection, where according to one commentator, cosmic time has been turned into eternity. Uh, it's symbolic and visual language. Uh, God allows John to see the glory and beauty of the inheritance of his people. First thing the reader notices about this vision uh, is that it includes the new heavens and the new earth in Revelation 21, 1. To understand what the Bible teaches about eternity, the reader of the apocalypse must understand the New Testament doctrine of the new heavens and new earth. Uh, I mildly agree with that. That is uh, from Wikipedia. Of course, Wikipedia has a bunch of different writers. Uh, there's also New Earth in DC Comics. It's a shared universe in which most stories in the American comic book titles published by DC Comics take place. Um, so you've got, and then you have Earth 616 in marvel okay and so and then you have a different earth in marvel uh marvel 616 universe by the way 616 is the actual if you ask a lot of people it's the actual number of the beast or the number of man rather than 666 it's 616 why is this relevant not because i'm a numerology expert or anything like that uh but i find it relevant because it's talking uh, especially in marvel lore um, you have this realm where the gods are constantly in a battle and humanity is oppressed and really under these gods. Then you start getting the multiverse within Marvel where you have these gods that are oppressing humanity and humanity starts to get either uh, upgraded somehow through some event that they've gone through. You got like Spider-Man getting bit by the spider. Uh, you've got the gamma rays with Hulk, all of these different things. And then there's a different universe. And the way Marvel seems to be spinning this now, um, you know, uh, you don't have to be a Marvel nerd to understand this, but um, is that you've got a different universe in a different multiverse that uh, there's mutants, mutations of genetics. And it's the genetics that allow the average human to become more godlike. It's not some cosmic event that they had to be flying through the universe like the fantastic four uh and get hit with a bunch of radiation it's there's just a mutation in their genetics it's a recessive gene something like that and they wake up and they have abilities and powers and they become a demigod or a mutant or an x-man and so that's where you start getting like all of these mixings and that's a different universe uh purportedly than like 616 so um i think there's some some cheat codes in there hidden uh, thank you, Marvel team. Um, I think it's all canon. Like I said, I think Marvel's just as important to understand as, say, the Bible. I know that's crazy. I know that's crazy to say. But for me, I think Marvel is just as important because it has a lot of the same messaging. It has a lot of the same imagery. It has a lot of the same mythos. All of these things are tied together in teaching you about you. It's all about your soul and you recovering your soul codes and access to that. So inhabitants of new earth who are already living in troubled times, we always are, right? 
By the way, we always are. That doesn't mean new earth isn't here. That doesn't mean that we can't build something beautiful. It's a state of being, okay, rather than uh, something that we have to like uh, go out and build certain towers and, oh, this is new earth because we have all of these things that are, you know, new earth values built and uh, the way the world runs is in agreement with our new earth vision. That's not what it's talking about. This is a coexisting. You have this beast running the, the entire system, right? Whether you want to view it as a God or Satan, or you want to view it. Martin, thank you for the gifts, brother. I appreciate you, man. Uh, whatever you want to view it as, right? Uh, but then you end up with this, um, I don't know, kind of place where, sorry, I'm super distracted today. My wife's in here like throwing dishes around and I'm like, you know, I need my own studio, guys. The more of you that join, the the quicker I can get an offsite place that is private and I can, I can run this every day out of a, a remote studio hidden away somewhere in the hills of West Texas. That would be awesome. So, um, but but for me guys this is all about your soul your recovering of your soul and coexisting in the beast system i'm not trying to take anything down here uh and i know some people may disagree with me about that but but like i said earlier my open letter to a lot of creators is quit trying to take down a system and actually build your like you haven't even mastered your life you can't even pay your bills and you're trying to say you're some ascended spiritual master here and that you know a better version of earth and you got to, you know, down with the beast system and all of this stuff. And guys, come, you know exactly who I'm talking about. You probably heard him today on TikTok and YouTube and Facebook and X and, and Twitter and everywhere, like, or, or whatever it is. Oh, it is X now. Yeah. So confusing. Thank you, Elon Musk. Um, but my point is, you know, quit trying to take down a system and actually master your life, become a master of your moment, of your meditation, of your yoga, okay? You haven't yoked yourself to anything, much less your own soul, your inner truth, and you're trying to go out and change an outward world when you haven't even attempted to change your inward world, uh, the world within you, right? The kingdom within you. You haven't even accessed that, and you're trying to go change. You're trying to go uh, you know, oh, I got to go. You got government and economy and all this stuff. You know, forget about it. Let them do what they're going to do and master yourself and see how your reality changes. What if you actually could quantum shift into a, a different reality where all of a sudden things are more fair, things are more balanced, things are more equitable on the home front, if you will, rather than, oh, I got to go out and physically take action to change this. Let me take action within and fully understand myself, know thyself, right? Um, and go ahead and clean out all your baggage rather than trying to go fix somebody else's. I don't know. That's my whole. That's my whole uh, opinion. Um, Earth will seem brand new after enlightenment. Yes, exactly. Martin said exactly. Thank you, Chenzo. I totally, totally agree with that. It's like you walk out. I got to tell you, I watch TikTok creators all the time. Uh, people that are my peers, people that I love, people that I do respect, but I don't agree with because I'm like, you're missing the point. You need to have more fun with it. Quit trying to fight a battle and be some warrior in this battle and go within yourself, reprogram your entire mythos about your life, and then go back out into the world and go, wait a minute, there is opportunity there. I can help my neighbor here. I have a new best friend. People aren't crappy as, as I thought they were like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Yeah. 
inside is out. Exactly, Toadstar. Exactly. Martin says, beautiful. Thank you, guys. Um, I hope you guys understand exactly what I'm saying because this is the new earth reality. You're in it now, okay? You're waiting on Jesus to come out of the sky. Bring him down. Bring him down into you and embody him rather than waiting for someone to rescue you embody the savior mentality embody the christ consciousness embody the buddha consciousness and then see what happens in the world then see how you view everything else then see when you go to the grocery store you have divine meetings and timing and opportunity and all of a sudden all of your needs are met and you're able to meet other people's needs and even though it is still always in perpetually troubled times as every single sacred prophetic text we have dictates even though it is always that time there's no time like your presence and you can't even spend time with yourself because you're absolutely terrified 99.9 percent .9 of people i meet are terrified to spend a moment alone in silence with themselves because they cannot face their own truth they would rather look at a script or a map someone else has written than stop and look in the mirror and appreciate, love, and accept who they actually are. There's a lot of talk about that. A lot of talk about love yourself. You know, I love me for me or whatever all that stuff is, right? No, no, no. Nobody's doing that because if they were, the world would look like a much different place. A much different place, if that makes sense. So 100% accurate, and I never thought I would say this to anyone. Elena Morrison, thank you, my friend. I really appreciate that. Um, I'm not here trying to be right. I'd rather be real than right. That's one of my taglines. Uh, I'm just here to be authentic to myself and what I experience and the way I see things. Um, that's all I can do, right? I can't tell you I have truth. I can't tell you uh, I'm nobody's guru or anything like that. But I can tell you I will always ask a bigger, better, harder, more effective question to push the status quo, to push myself, to get myself into a much better understanding and understanding of what is going on. Because what is going on out there is merely a reflection of what is going on in here. So Molly says, new earth equals your reality after a Kundalini awakening. Absolutely. After Kundalini, after Prana, after uh, third eye opening after, uh, the yoga of the soul, after the Christ consciousness, after the God experience, uh, four, four, four on the clock for confirmation here, guys. Thank you guys for joining. We're at 45 minutes at four, four, four PM. I love the numbers. I don't know why I always look up when it's that time. That's so weird. Uh, Jesus to me is the 13th archetype, the savior. And indeed, as you cubs say, He's from inside and he's meant for the one to save itself, not the world that might come later. Amen, Alexis. Amen. I totally agree with that, my friends. Uh, I think I access the Akashic Records. So there's that. Robert, good for you, my friend. Good for you. Uh, enjoy that. Swim in it. Learn everything you can. And remember, knowledge is not about stacking it up, but it's about building the soul, okay? The more you experience the soul, the more knowledge or gnosis you get. In fact, I prefer the term gnosis over knowledge. Gnosis is an alchemization process. Knowledge is something you stack up and you add paperwork to and you get, oh, I got this, I got the degree and I got, now I'm a doctorate and now all the stuff, right? Uh, and that's cool. I know a lot of awesome, awesome people that have those stamps of approval. I will never have those stamps of approval because it's just not my personality. My personality is I want to just eat the buffet of all of these spiritual traditions, alchemize it within, and then spit out a brand new understanding of it that comes from within me because it's the only way I can understand it. 
I don't understand what Enoch is saying. I don't understand what John is saying. I don't understand what Peter or Paul or anybody are saying other than by eating it, digesting it, and then spitting out my own inner truth. That's the only way I can understand and have gnosis of anything. So uh, after you decide you are already, uh, after you decide you are ready to awaken. Yes, exactly, exactly. You have to decide. You have to choose. You have to go, okay, I'm done with all of this. Why do you think deconstruction is so important? The word deconstruction does not mean destruction. You're not just imploding the entire thing. Uh, you're not like, I'm going to leave Christianity and I'm going to, you know, I'm done with it and I'm just going to let let the tower fall. That's not the point of deconstruction. You're actually going to take it apart piece by piece and preserve each beautiful piece and understand that as a whole, they make something different as pieces they actually fit with many, many other pieces and make a much bigger whole. What if every puzzle in the world, you could deconstruct every puzzle, put it together with another puzzle and actually make a huge, beautiful picture out of them? Have you ever seen that where people, they'll take a bunch of different thousand piece jigsaw puzzles and then they'll put them together and then make a big one and you zoom out and it's like a different face because they took all the little pieces that were different colors and shapes and stuff and made a new image? Uh, well, that's exactly how all of these sacred texts are. They all come from source material, which is someone having God contact, someone having some divine experience, truth trained for confirmation right here, and then regurgitating that stuff into a sacred text or an oral tradition that was then written down later on. And so to look at any of them, and I'm going to be completely unbiased here, coming from a Christian tradition, to look at any of them, be it the Christian text, be it the Gnostic text, be it the Sumerian text, or, or anything in between. To look at any of them as dogmatic, this is truth, this is what happened, this is the perfect doctrine, is, is not only lazy, uh, it's actually very, very unproductive for the ascension and the recovery and the remembrance and the gnosis of your soul. And the, the authentic seeker says, I'm not actually looking for an answer. I'm looking for better questions because better questions help us know ourselves better. Because if I'm looking for an answer to a particular question, lest I find that answer and then feel righteous about that and think I know something the next guy doesn't, then that causes us to again fall in vibration or sin as some texts refer it to. We fall in vibration. We don't have the higher consciousness. We believe something about ourselves based on the data that our self has collected rather than the experience ourselves have collected. And experience is something that raises consciousness. Data is something that lowers consciousness. Uh, you need a lot of data. You better collect a lot of data, but don't collect it in a dogmatic sense saying, I have the data, I'm right. Collect it as saying, okay, what's a better question? You know, uh, is the Bible true is not a good question. Yes. Is Marvel true? Yes. I mean, certainly, right? If thought forms are real and by putting something out there, you make it real, then how is that not real? What if that's another multiverse that exists outside of ours because we thought of it and we created it and we're only pulling from something else that already exists? Crazy theory, right? Well, it's it's only as crazy as until you practice it, right? And so, get a lot of data. I get a lot of data here. We push a lot of data through this channel. I'm all about more data, but I do not rest on my laurels on the data because now if, if I were to do that, I've got about a thousand percent more data than other channels out there. 
I've gone and watched channels. You go type in Book of Enoch Meaning on YouTube, you're going to see some of the top searches are an AI voice with a bunch of AI artwork and no original thoughts. It's just what some AI spit out and somebody posted it on there and did a voice thing. And they're just giving you the most basic data about Book of Enoch. What I'm doing is I'm getting all the data and all the other data from Sumerian stuff. And then I got biblical stuff, all kinds of stuff. And we're going to put it all together. And I'm going to use my biologic AI, this brain, to spit out something brand new or something that's new to me, authentic to me, actually. And so that doesn't mean I'm going to rest on my laurels and be like, I have the data because I have the perfect translation of the Bible. No, I'm, I'm just collecting a lot of data so that I can get more creative, have more fun with it, theorize deeper, go down the rabbit hole. Let's play a game together. Let's have fun. That's the entire point of all of this, in my humble opinion. And the more fun you can have, the better questions you ask, and the better your manifestations will materialize because you're having fun. The key, I think the key to manifesting is having fun. When you're not having fun and you're stressing and you're worried and you're like, I need this manifestation, the universe is like, you are not even in vibration. You're not a star. You're not a source. You need to be a star. You need to be a source. Start flashing with light. Start having a higher consciousness and having fun with it and saying, it's a game. Let's have fun. I can theorize. Book of Enoch, we don't have to be serious about it. Bible, we don't have to be serious about it. I'm not worried about hell. I'm not worried about somebody's eternal salvation. I'm worried about remembering right now, this moment that I am. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things I've taken away from collecting a whole lot of data. Like I said, I can go argue with any other channel because no, 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 I got all the data. Look, you know, look at all these books. You're just using AI and I got a bunch of books. I'm actually sharing knowledge here. But all that does is lower my vibration. How do I raise my vibration? I don't know. I got a lot of data, but let's put it together. Let's be creative with it. I got a lot of people that don't agree with me. A lot of creators that think I'm, you know, oh, you're leading people astray. You don't understand. No, we got to find truth. Truth is completely relative to one's experience. What's right or wrong? Motive. That's the that's the difference between what's right or wrong. If you maliciously unalive someone, that's wrong, right? If you accidentally unalive someone, then then how did you sin? Like it was a total accident, right? You could be riding, you know, you could be in an airplane and the airplane crashes and unalives somebody. That wasn't your fault. You were just in the airplane, right? Now, if you drove the airplane, right? You see where I'm getting at this? Motive is the difference between right or wrong. So what is truth? Well, truth is completely relative to the perspective and the point of view. And that's what I'm trying to get across to people and myself. I'm not trying to find absolute distilled, perfect word of God truth here. I'm trying to find the most authentic expression of myself in any particular given moment. And that means when I hit go live here, anything can happen, okay? no holds barred. I'm being authentic. I'm answering questions. I've got things I want to share. Yes, but I'm here to be in it and channel this moment. I'm channeling a singular moment in time right now where I am right now. Nothing else is happening. I'm in the hot seat right now. We're having a conversation and that's, that is accessing the Akashic. Okay. That is accessing quantum intelligence and knowledge or crystalline knowledge. Okay. Because I'm tapping into something that's already there for me. If I am willing to have my eyes open by the Lord, a.k.a. 
as Enoch here, the words of the blessing of Enoch. He blessed the elect and righteous who are living in the day of tribulation. By the way, all of us are when all the wicked and godless are to be removed. Now, again, you got, oh, that's dogmatic. Oh, these wicked and godless. Who are these people? Man, if you're asking that question, you are already breaking one of the things that Jesus talked about. And he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. The word he used there for his righteousness is not talking about being right with God. It's talking about seeing things as God. It's 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 uh, the Greek word for equitable or impartiality. Okay, you got to understand these things. That's why I get data, not so I can prove with the data, but so that I can understand deeper what was Jesus actually saying? If he's an ascended master or a savior or a messiah or just a really cool dude you like and want to follow, that's great. I don't care what you view him as, but I do care how his message is interpreted. Because if you don't interpret it through a creative, fluent, open-minded lens, all you're left with is dogma. And he never, he never intended to be worshipped from his words. Okay, The word worship means slave enslavement. So why are we being enslaved under him? Well, oh, no, you don't understand, Cub, because in Revelation, it talks about, well, he didn't write Revelation. Revelation's a channeled book, just like a Dolores Cannon book, or just like Bashar, or all these New Age things that you're so afraid of. That's exactly what the book of Revelation is. Nobody know, knows exactly who wrote it, and Jesus wasn't standing there when it was written. It's not his actual words, okay? It's this John character, John from the Isle of Patmos, John on the Isle of Patmos. It's your cousin, John. It's John the janitor. It's John the wanderer. It's John the hippie who dropped something that day and was in the spirit, right? We don't know. So why are we taking that as Jesus' words? Yeah, John who lived in a cave, Jeff says, exactly. Mike says, when you ask the questions uh, in you, in you, you get answers in the clouds. What does that mean? When you ask questions in you, you get answers in the clouds. I'm not sure what your, your question is, Mike, but um, for me, that would certainly mean that, uh, like, what, what are the clouds according to the chakras? The clouds is going to be your crown chakra. It's the ether that happens above your, above your brain socket here, above your cranium. Uh, it's where etheric knowledge is found. It's also what the Akashic is. The word Akashic is a Sanskrit word meaning air, ether, or sky. And so, again, it's going to be the higher chakric, the crown chakra activation there. So that's what I, when you go within and you activate the heart chakra, it actually sets off a chain reaction where you want to speak your truth. You've got your throat chakra opening up. You want to speak your truth, not the truth, not some objective truth that is for everyone no it's your truth because somebody might align with that but again don't lower in vibration by saying this is the truth because lest you lower in vibration and you lose the connection to ether if that makes sense i can't see pictures on here my friend i'm sorry the software doesn't translate pictures over i'll have to go back later on after this posts and everything and check out your pictures but i'll try to go do that my apologies it's just the way the software works it doesn't translate pictures over it only puts the comments that the software is pulling in because it's a multi-stream. It's a whole thing. I'm sorry about that, my friend. But uh, it was 900 years after Christ, Jeff says. Yeah, absolutely. I, some people say 300 years. Some people say 900 years. 
I don't actually know when. I mean, there's a lot of debate on that. But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, just like the book of Enoch was certainly not written in the time of Enoch. It was written like thousands of years later. Um, you know, to the end of that, it's like, we don't even know where all these texts are coming from. Nobody can agree on them. So why are we trying to be dogmatic about it when we can just get esoteric about it? You know what? It's like the cave paintings. You know, the cave paintings are meant to evoke an instance of something that happened or was felt or a ritual or something like that. And if we go in and we translate them and we say this is dogmatic and we should be living this way, boy, that's a, that becomes a problem, right? Alfred says, yes, all of this. I love this message. By the way, if you guys love the message, drop some love. Uh, the best way to drop love here um, is you can support my channel with virtual gifts. Uh, I have to promote this every time. People just forget. I forget. But it really, really helps boost these videos up. Stars on Facebook, you can pick your level of stars. There's all kinds of gifts. So if you click on the star icon, it's like next to the comment. Like if you go in, click on the video, like you're going to comment. There's a little star. It'll bring up. A bunch of different options you can give all kinds of virtual gifts there and you pay a little bit of money and those virtual gifts go to my channel and i get a fraction of what you guys spend on that so i actually get a really good fraction of it so and then the rest goes to you know basically help uh help the content grow on these platforms so i really 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 appreciate that those tips they're basically tips those tips on my channel on facebook the stars gifts on TikTok over here by the way uh our goal is one uh meteor shower still i still haven't made the meteor shower maybe one of these days we can um uh, but if you guys drop gifts roses hats cowboy hats uh lightning hands whatever you want to do there's some cool gifts you guys drop them if you love what i'm doing i really appreciate that same thing you can do that over on instagram now so you can gift on in instagram as well um and then if you're watching on youtube it's called super chats super thanks or super stickers or for short, supers on YouTube. And you can do those at any point. Even if you're not watching this live, you're watching a year down the road, you can still drop a super on there and say, Cub, this episode was particularly effective, particularly helpful. And then you can say something about that when you drop that. And it really gets my attention, helps the channel out and helps support what I'm doing here. So thank you guys for that. I appreciate that. Hyper algorithmic blast. That's right. Absolutely. Your dogma got run over by my karma. Amen, brother. I totally understand that. Dogma is a real doctrine of demons, in my opinion. Amen, Robert. Amen. I totally agree with that. Shelly says, hello, family. How are you? Robert says, and my grandma got run over by a reindeer because karma, Jeff, LOL. Yeah, true, true, right? Yeah. Uh, what a song, by the way. You know, if you never questioned reality, just go listen to that song, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, and ask yourself, what reality do I live in? Uh, I'm pretty sure anything can happen if we have a song like that existing in our reality. If that song is in your timeline, you need to start manifesting and you need to get within yourself, recreate your core agreements, which should be built on abundance, light, opportunity, blessings for yourself and others, should be direct God contact and serving nothing outside of yourself, okay? Uh, if you get into that manifestation frequency, then get back to me and we'll talk because you're on my team. We got a beautiful reality that we're building together. Uh, like minds, right? We all find each other, so... Uh, Frank says, uh, I thought you was going to suggest Karma Police by Radiohead. Actually, I haven't. I've heard Radiohead. I just wasn't a huge fan. I know I, know I shouldn't even say that. Uh, I do like Radiohead. I just was 
my age, I guess, um, I, I didn't hit the right time. I was a big fan of like Nirvana. Uh, oddly enough, Nickelback, right? That was my generation. Um, what else? Like, um, who do we have? Like Seether. Um, yeah, I was a big like DC talk and the Christian music field. So, you know, like uh, my timeline yeah, had had a little bit of different radio. Radiohead wasn't always on my radio, especially where I live and for the genres I listen to. I, I listen to a little bit harder stuff than that. Um, I don't know. That was just me. But um, we have to serve our fellows. Absolutely. Yeah. Godsmack, Jeff. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was a big Marilyn Manson fan. Rob Zombie. Yeah, you wouldn't guess that, right? Some hippie guy sitting here talking about all the woo stuff. Yeah, actually, uh, there's some actually really enlightened music in there. Um, a lot, Alice in Chains, dude. Yes, I, I've been listening to Alice in Chains recently. Their new album, Rainier Fog, is fantastic. And then the old one, Jar of Flies, uh, which is like OG back from my day takes me right back you know to to the canadian river out here where i was my stomping grounds circa 2000 like 2001 through 2003 maybe like riding dirt bikes and stuff yeah so good so good uh, a lot of camp camping trips with the guys so more human than human yeah exactly robert um so yeah that's that's my you know john five i love john five guitar music I'm actually a huge Pink Floyd fan. I don't know why we're talking about music, but this is all part of it. It's all about the frequency. Manifesting, by the way, the music you listen to is going to vastly affect your manifesting. Um, and I just want to say that. I can't say that scientifically, okay? I can say that, woo, 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 woo. I, that's, so my, my claims are woo, woo. Don't, don't take them as scientific. But I can tell you, um, the, the music I listen to on any given day completely affects a F F E C T. Um, this is important guys learn words, the difference between E F F E C T and A F F E C T to affect something is to receive the effect of it. To affect something is to the masculine version of that. It's to affect something and put upon an affect on something. And so when you listen to music, it will affect, it will masculinely penetrate your ethos, your actual uh, manifestations. And as you're manifesting, say you're trying to like, you're trying to get into abundance code, but you're listening to stuff that's low vibration. You're listening to stuff that talks about how crappy the world is. Now, you can flip that and you can flip that into a little bit of that righteous anger and go, I'm going to beat that. I'm going to win because you're playing your own game. So you can do this any way you want. That's why my open letter to other creators is to tell people that you got to play your game better. If you're tired of fighting the fight, you know, start playing checkers for a day or two instead of chess. You, you're trying to play 3D chess right now. Scale it back a bit. Have a little more fun with it. Get yourself some wins and then challenge then challenge yourself again, right? Um, tool is not low vibration unless you let it be. It depends on what it does to you, how it affects you. Just like a cup of coffee for somebody does nothing. You give my wife a cup of coffee, cu cup of coffee, it does nothing to her. If I drink a cup of coffee at night, I won't go to sleep at all. Like I'll be up all night. Um, emails always coming in. Um, 
same thing with Tool or you know any other band. You can listen to it. It can activate you in a positive way. But the best way for you to understand this is feel into it. How does it make you feel? Does it make you feel abundant and powerful? Or is it making you feel uneasy, anxious, angry, anything like that? Those are the low vibration things. Now there's a time and place. I can't listen to Marilyn Manson all the time. I can listen to Marilyn Manson if I realize that I need to kick my own butt and get into gear and 10x some things in life and quit, you know, moping around and I need to get some motivation. I can realize that he's talking about my own BS, right? And all of this stuff that he, this kind of anarchist movement that he has against the world um, is, is really about me and my soul accusing my flesh, right? Like, again, I can esoterically reinterpret all of this. There's some beautiful high vibration music. I love Trevor Hall. I love MC Yogi. Super high vibration, just easy to get in a good vibration because of it. But it, there are some days I listen to it and it just pisses me off. And I'm just going to be honest. And I love, love, love those, those musicians. Like they're my top favorite musicians. But if I'm not in the frequency to receive it that day and I need more motivation or I need to kick my own butt or I need to get out of my own way, then that kind of hippie alignment Zen type music is not going to help. It just, it just drives me insane. Right. Uh, gangster rap is low vibes. And I, I do actually agree with that because, um, you know, there, and there's a lot of rap. I found some great rap recently that talks about high vibration stuff, talks about the Anunnaki, talks about all kinds of stuff. But the stuff, whether it's rock or rap or country, can be some of the lowest vibration stuff too, by the way, because all it's doing is talking about drowning sorrows and my dog died and my wife left me and all the stuff, right? That can be super low vibration too. Same thing like gangster rap just talks about like taking out the other you know, the enemy on the, you know, whatever. I, I don't know. I don't listen to a lot of gangster rap. Obviously I'm a Lily white boy. So, uh, but, but my point is with that, there's rap that I listen to that I absolutely love. Cause it talks about the mysteries of Egypt, the Anunnaki. Uh, this guy I've been listening to Donnie arcade least recently is fantastic. He's got a whole Anunnaki album, like talking about, uh, one of them is called Anunnaki brain. Like, I mean, it's just all about, uh, a lot of the stuff we talk about here, right? I've actually thought about trying to get him on the show because it would be really cool. Um, so my point is, you know, don't knock it till you try it. If you have a bad feeling, don't don't get into it. If you have, uh, yeah, Tupac was a boss. Exactly, exactly. And that's the thing. Even like Tupac or Eminem, um, you know, and I'm not really trying to put those in the same category, but um, of the rap I've listened to, those are on the list, right? Uh, Snoop Dogg. I love Snoop Dogg. Uh, is every Snoop Dogg song high vibration? Absolutely not. But there's some that are. There's some that talk about overcoming and conquering and being better. And, you know, like, uh, especially stuff on his Snoop Lion album, like when he had his spiritual awakening. Fantastic stuff, right? Um, you don't have to like rap to get into some of that and understand what he's talking about. So, um, let's see. Bo says, I listen to minimal tech for the last five years. It's uplifting, usually instrumental. So there are lyrics to there are no lyrics to infect my mind with unwanted thoughts. The beat is roughly 120 uh, BPM, which translates to two beats per second, uh, which is motivating. And for me, it's a visual sound as in a creative. My life is visual. Beautiful, my friend. Beautiful. I love that. 
Um, and that's another thing I listen to a lot of remix stuff like, uh, melody sheep is fantastic. Um, it does, you know, he mixes a lot of the stuff from like, uh, Mr. Rogers and Julia child, like a lot of the PBS stuff into like really chill. I like 90 BPM because it's just a, like a perfect flow rhythm. And to me, it gets me in a spiritual state. So I'm a big 90 BPM guy uh pitbull is super high on some of the songs like uh i heard pitbull speak in person a few feet away from me at the 10x conference um and he's incredible he's a very high vibrational being i believe you can tell by the person listen to him talk publicly you can tell what they're infusing into their music that's that's literally the cheat code go listen to the person receive an award or speak publicly, and then you'll understand what they're infusing into their music because the way they communicate in their music is most likely a product of how they communicate in everyday life. And so Pitbull gave an hour and a half speech on his business, his life, his finances, his spirituality, all the different things. And it was an incredible, incredible um, speech. And I just, I loved, I loved the guy. And I didn't even like his music before that because I hadn't really heard it. I didn't, I'm like, oh yeah, he's like a big hip hop guy, right? Well, then I downloaded a bunch of his music after this conference, and I'm like, dude, this guy is—I like, I like this. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. Shelly says, love him. T- Shelly, I never would have guessed that you would have been a Pitbull fan. That is awesome. I love that. Um, but yeah, so definitely, um, when it comes to all of this, it's all about your interpretation and your reinterpreting. Just like I'm doing with Book of Enoch here, I'm reinterpreting it for something. Truth Seeker has a fire track named Logos. Yes, Truth Seeker, good friend of mine. Love, love, love what he's doing. Um, in fact, I found Donnie Arcade through Truth Seeker's music. So uh, love that kind of genre of mystic rap. Really, really dig that. If I had any flow about me, I would totally make an album. But again, you know, I'm not as cool as Truth Seeker. I'm just a guy with a bunch of books and a bunch of creativity and a microphone. You know, he, he's he's awesome with with his creative flow and his music, and I don't know how he does it. So, I'm more of a visual artist. Like that's why I do all the artwork and stuff. And um, I'm more of like a thinker. And you know, how do I put this stuff into um, something that'll activate someone else's life? So. But everybody has their medium. Maybe one of these days I'll make an album. Mine would probably be more like um, Americana folk rock kind of thing. That's probably more what I would do. So uh, rather than hip hop, because I actually can sing, you know, by the way, nobody knows that. I haven't put it out there yet. I used to have a little band. Um, then we kind of fell apart before we got really good. But we wrote a couple of songs and recorded two of them. They were actually not half bad. So, you know, it's, it's definitely a possibility in the future. Uh, find the right crew of people to get with. And yeah, we'll totally make an esoteric uh, rock album. Like, it'll be awesome. So, because there's not a lot of rock out there that has to do with Anunnaki and all the esoteric stuff. So, it's definitely a hole in the market. Jeff says, I think the mainstream media and music industry are tools for dark forces that want to keep everyone down. I mean, on the surface, for sure, everything is. Everything is, right? I mean, anything within that beast system. But also, there's a ton of beautiful, amazing, transcendent stuff within that, even with some mainstream artists. Um, you know, I'll give you a good example. Taylor Swift, right? 
anyone I've never seen anyone infuse their music with magic quite like she does. And I'm not even joking about that. Go look at her heiress tour. Go look up what that means. Go look up all the esoteric meanings of the songs on that album. Go look at the music videos. Um, whether you think it's dark or light or anything in between, I mean, is neither here nor there. It's an expert, in my opinion, use of what esoteric quantum frequency magic is, the way she has bled all of that into her music. Um, so I know, yeah, see, I got, uh, we, we've got all kinds of opinions about her, right? And I'm not even going to tell you my opinion about her. Uh, I'll tell you my opinion about her is it's neutral. My opinion about her is neutral. She's not for me. It's not my music. I was a huge Katy Perry fan. Anybody that worked with me in the 2000s, this guy, I would work in wood shops and in on construction. Um, I used to work at a museum and then an attraction and all kinds of different stuff uh, and in theater. And I would blast Katy Perry, you know, firework. That was my song, right? Um, so I have when I say Taylor Swift isn't for me, that's not to be rude. She's just not, that was not my vibe in my generation when I, when I hit it. Right. Thank you for the fireworks. Or I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, she does write her own songs. Jeff says, yeah, absolutely. She's a witch for sure. She's plastic. Taylor Swift is a whole witch. Yeah, she is a witch. I mean, I, and not in a, you know, I mean, you can view it in a bad way or a good way or whatever you want. Anybody that studies magic understands exactly what she's doing. And it's neither here nor there. Here's the deal. Quit judging her and start using it in your life. That's what I'm teaching here with the Book of Enoch. So what I'm teaching by exactly what I did today, by rewriting this understanding here, because I just created magic by dropping this set of words on the screen for you that I've retranslated, reimagined. You can do it in your own life. Like it's, it's, it's actually very easy. Nobody wants you to know about it because it's like a secret, right? Well, it's not that much of a secret. Every time you speak something, you're creating something, right? You go tell someone you love them, you're creating more love. You go tell yourself like, oh, I don't have the money for that. We'll do that next month. We don't have the money for that. You just created a lack of money for that. You literally have to start acting, thinking, speaking like the person you know you are and you want to be rather than being realistic about everything. And every great musician, artist, movie star, everything on the planet, I promise you, has an unreasonable expectation of their self, their reality, their goals, their dreams. They don't have negative self-talk. All of this crap you see on TV, by the way, about the rising star and the struggle. No, I don't believe in myself. I promise you that is a bald lie. Okay. I promise you that's a lie because I'll tell you the people that succeed boldly and hugely. Dude, thank you. Wow. Oh, and it made noise. I just had a, somebody sent a whale. Thank you for the whale. That was beautiful. I appreciate that. Happy and homeless welcome. I promise you guys. Okay. We all have struggles. And yes, some of these musicians and stuff that are great and had this incredible message. Yes, they had struggles. I'm not saying they didn't have struggles, but I'm telling you, dude, Winford, get out of here, brother. Peace out. Sea trout. You are gone. I just used a laser blaster to ban your account. You are done, brother. Uh, you start spamming. I don't even know what you're spamming. Dude, why are you here spamming people? That's ridiculous. 
do people really think that works? Like just spam a bunch of links and maybe people will click on them and buy from us. Dude, I've been on here an hour and a half. Uh, if anybody's making sales in this, it's me, baby. It ain't you. I'm going to put my stuff back on the screen. So peace out, brother. Join Mythos. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for the gifts. I appreciate that. I'm just saying, don't come in and spam my stream. I'm on for an hour and a half, not you. You want to go make a sale? Go stream. Go put your face out there. Grow a pair and actually show up for yourself. That's what I'm talking about, guys. I'm going to do... Uh, I'm going to magic this dude. There you go, Robert. <laughs> Uh, I prefer to use the term consciousness as that is my opinion is what magic actually is. Absolutely. Concentrated consciousness. Yes. Distilled consciousness. No alters or hex bags. No, no, no. And there's a difference between 3D magic. There's dark magic or left-handed magic. And there's white magic or right-handed magic. And that's just the different terminology for them. Uh, the magic I use is called quantum magic. Okay. And all it is is conscious thought distilled into thought forms and creating devices in your life. You do rituals every day. If you take a shower, you do a ritual. You can turn that into a manifesting session while you're in the water and you're actually manifesting what you're going to achieve that day. Super simple stuff. It doesn't require an altar. You don't have to unalive any kind of sacrifice for this. All of that is absolute uh, ridiculousness. Now, are there people that do it and does it work for them? I think, you know overwhelmingly the agreement would be that yeah there's definitely a, a subset of you know societal elites and different uh, cabals and stuff like that that practice very dark things right um and it must work on some level or they wouldn't do it or there wouldn't be theories about this stuff i haven't been there i don't know anything and i'm certainly not trying to blow the whistle on anything uh but i'm just saying I, all you have to do is look around and there's some really weird stuff going on and yeah there's some um, some people at the top of the top of the food chain that didn't get there just by hard work and believing in themselves. They got there by, uh, making exchanges, if you will. And, uh, for me, uh, I prefer to get there by quantum manifestation and maybe, maybe I won't be, you know, trillionaire billionaire status but i promise you i'll be millionaire status i promise you i'll get to travel to the coolest places in the world and i promise you that my family will have everything that they need everything they want and i will be there to, to supply everything that other families and friends and neighbors need and want and make huge contributions to things that i believe in and invest in what i'm doing invest in you guys invest in all kinds of cool stuff and one of the things uh, this is a great time to share this we're talking about manifesting I have to put this stuff out there. You guys let me know if you want this. I'm looking at some possibilities for products on my platform. Uh, one of which is in addition to uh, the Academy, which has like 10 minute episodes in it to create a platform that is called um, Supernatural TV or Mythos TV or something to that effect that has like three minute highly edited episodes going through these mythologies not teaching so much uh like the academy where i'm sitting down going over uh, a teaching set but more um little mini episodic type things where you get to hear the epic of gilgamesh and see it animated and all of that stuff is that something you guys want do you think you know there's enough of that filled in already would you rather just have uh more academy stuff like what do you guys want do you like the book idea I'm talking about? 
I want to make sure that the projects I work on are something you guys actually want. Cause there's a million things in my head. I do like the idea of having our own dot TV or our own TV type platform. I think it's something that will come eventually. Is this something I should push on now? You guys let me know in the comments later on. I'd love to know. Alior, thank you for the gifts. I appreciate that. Um, let's see. Da, da, da. Yeah, I know. Make clothing with the scannable squares. That would be cool. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I do have to. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll drop this out there for you guys. Let me see. Um, I did add something today for y'all that I think you'll enjoy. If you go to the website, let me, I got to do all of this stuff just to show the darn website. There we go. Okay. If you go here, you can go to the bottom now, right here, and you can go, and you can use Christmas 15, by the way. You can copy Christmas 15, all caps. I've got brand new hoodies. I just ordered one for me today. You guys wanted hoodies. I did some clean design hoodies. Look at this, guys. Cub Cooker Supernatural logo on there. I got myself a 3X just because I wanted it. I got the purple. I love the purple. I thought this was beautiful. Um, Cub Cooker Supernatural logo on there. Gorgeous designs. Uh, that has our Dimitri on it. You can get, I did the core chakra colors. So you can do like root chakra. You can do uh, mid chakra, you can do heart chakra, uh, you can do throat, and you can do crown. Uh, I couldn't, they wouldn't let me add seven colors. I tried, but I put five. So at least it covers the spectrum all the way up. You can pick your favorite one uh, and then now rep Cub Cooker Supernatural if you love the show. Also, there's t shirts and crew neck shirts. A bunch of the ladies were requesting kind of these super comfy crew neck like sweaties. Um, so those are like, these are all, uh, these are unisex just cause I like them. I like a little bit baggier clothing. Like I just like to be comfortable. So that's what I did with these. These are the high quality cotton that you're going to come to, uh, to love, uh, the fabric info here. Uh, it's got a hundred percent cotton heavyweight tea with soft and traditional feel. Um, I don't have the sport gray, which has polyester in it. So 100% cotton pullover hoodie uh, is going to be, I think this uh, this is 50-50 cotton and polyester on the hoodie just because it has stretch a little. And then the crew neck, I know you guys are interested in, this is 50-50 too. So the t-shirt's 100%, then you got 50-50 blend on these just so they stretch a little more. Uh, but anyway, I, I put all of those out there. The green is beautiful too. We got an awesome Irish green, so... Anyway, I love the purple, though. I just ordered one. Um, if you want those, it's on my website, cubcooker.com, and then use Christmas 15, and I'll cover your shipping, basically. So that'll be 15% off. So um, hope that hope that helps. You guys get those ordered. Um, if you want them for Christmas, you need to order like yesterday. I cannot guarantee at this point they will make it for Christmas, but I can guarantee you will love them. So that's that's about all I can do. Uh, hopefully you'll get them by Christmas. Um, mine, I don't know. I'll let you know when I get mine, but hopefully, hopefully you can get it quickly. So, um, I got those out finally. It took me forever. So, um, okay. What do you guys want to talk about? we got a few minutes left before we jump off. Uh, appreciate your work. Thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate you. Oh, we didn't, 
Why am I separated from the rest of everything? I just like separate. God, you guys, technology drives me nuts. I just separated my window, my stream window from everything else. So now I can't access any of my other windows. But I swear I need somebody to help me run the stream and like click all the buttons so that I can just talk. But uh, scan shirts with some hoodies and a message with some art. Uh, maybe a link to your website. That's a great idea. I love that, man. I love that. I might do those as giveaways, like just to do a bunch of them. Haley, what is up, my friend? Haley says, what do I think of Norse mythology? I love Norse mythology. Uh, I'm playing God of War Ragnarok right now. Fantastic game. If you have a PS5, absolutely love that game. And um, it, yeah, uh, I'm listening to the Book of Enki. And it talks about Game of uh, Thrones. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, right? Uh, crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, and I love Game of Thrones. I'm reading Game of Thrones right now. I just watched the whole series. Of course, Game of Thrones talks about all the different realms. Um, you've got the North, which is clearly the Norse mythology in there. Um, all the ravens, Odin's ravens. Um, again, playing God of War right now is uh, a beautiful game, beautifully acted, beautifully depicted, animated, everything. It's like being in a movie. Um, I'm not what you would call a gamer, but I like games with great stories. I'm a huge Legend of Zelda fan. I love, I'm really digging God of War Ragnarok. Um, so I like things that really have a great story and lead you through it, especially mythological stuff. Um, and for me, Norse mythology is amazing. If you didn't watch the final episode of Loki season two, uh, it has the best tie-in I have seen yet to Norse mythology. One of my absolute favorite storytelling devices in Norse mythology. I won't give it away, but it's beautiful if you haven't watched it. So yeah, I love Norse mythology. Um, I want to do more on it because it ties to the Sumerian, the Canaanites, the biblical mythologies, everything. And when I say mythologies, I don't mean it didn't happen. I don't mean it doesn't come from some core inspiration or some experience that people had with, with gods or with the understanding of how things were created, right? Uh, what I do uh, understand is, um, dude, okay, now we got a Frida spamming us. Guys, I'm sorry. Dude, somebody released the bots today on Facebook. Come on, Facebook. Do better um leave your normal creators alone pay your creators and come down on the bots my gosh uh i zap one person and get another one so adam what's up brother how are you doing my friend adam says oh i'm getting me one good for you brother thank you thank you thank you rocking your chakra steve uh jeff steven says hey family melissa what is up how are you uh so norse mythology to me is super super applicable to um you know, everything that we're talking about here, like uh, Enochian magic, there's Norse magic, there's Sumerian magic, Egyptian magic, there's Hebrew magic, all of this stuff. There's always a mystical tradition behind all of the dogmatic traditions. Here's how I, here's how I determine this. And this will really help you guys. This reveals a lot. The esoteric, mystical, and magic traditions behind every single world religion. There's one for every world religion. That is for the, the few, okay? The few that that reject doctrine and dogma and they just say, I want, I want to experience this, not believe it. 
I'm not looking for a belief system. I'm looking to practice and experience something and go deeper into the mysteries of it. So the mysteries are for the few, the the few, the chosen, the, the called, whatever you want to call it, the elect. doesn't mean you're better than anyone. You just woke up and decided, hey, I would rather experience and practice something than try to take this literally and dogmatically. That's the biggest difference. The literal dogmatic traditions are for the masses. There's like 7.8 billion people that believe some version of the dogmatic, you know, uh, narratives in these religious texts. Right. And I'm not, not being rude to any of them, much respect and love. We should all understand that everybody's on a different version of their journey. However, my, yes, exactly. Transmute the energy. Exactly. Um, Molly says, I'm not seeing it. I don't know why that's weird. Um, I'm seeing it. It was on the screen. Luckily it's gone now that Frida, uh, it's probably just people's accounts getting hijacked, but um, yeah, I don't know. I was seeing it on my screen, but um, yeah, sorry. I'm distracted today. Lots of distractions. The masses normally adopt the dogmatic point of view because, and, and I mean this nicely, nobody wants to do the work for themselves. Everybody wants a map that someone else laid out. The few that choose to awaken and practice into something and don't look at it as something that is dogmatic or I have to do this and this and this, they look at it as here's a system that I can practice and all of these things are not literal, they are esoteric. That's where you start experiencing things like the Akashic, like revelations, like direct God contact. But again, be careful when you start practicing these things because not all lords are created equal, okay? And as we see in the book of Enoch, some of these lords are very judgmental, okay? Whether you see them as literal sky gods, alien gods, or there's some sort of spectral realm, esoteric representation of the self, still, you got to be careful around some of these lords because while I can respect them all, I can honor them all. I don't have to serve all of them, right? I'm here to serve my highest potential, my highest desires, my highest good, right? And that's going to serve the people around me. And so ultimately, a lot of these gods are looking for their version of reality. And if you are in agreement to that version, then you will become a slave under that system. And a lot of that turns into dogma. A lot of that turns into arguing with family members. No, I'm right and you're wrong and blah, blah, blah. And I just don't have time for that. You know, I, I argue with myself enough every day. I don't need to argue with someone else. So uh, some will turn you into a pillar of salt. Exactly. Exactly, Molly. Uh, Joe Burkalter, what's up, man? Joe says, hey, family, how are you doing, my friend? uh adam didn't see the spammers either good good i'm glad i'm glad uh, hopefully it was just me but i gotta zap them when i see them so uh the truth uh let's see the truth is hidden throughout all religions and traditions they all have a piece of the puzzle uh and all have incorrect pieces of the puzzle i definitely agree with that i definitely that that's the thing and and maybe they all have the correct pieces but the interpretations all end up incorrect you know, what if just for a minute, they all tell a complete story, but we don't know how to interpret that story because again, we're afraid of what are the consequences based on the opening lines rather than, you know, what have I asked over and over and over? 
what if the fallen angels are not the bad guys? And I'm going to talk about that more tomorrow. We're going to get into the next part of this narrative where the angels fall. And I'm going to talk about the angels being the angles of light that are your soul that fall into the flesh of humanity. And those souls are judged and they're locked in chains under the Tigris and the Euphrates rivers, by the way, which are coordinates on your actual body. If you look into esoteric traditions, it's, it's going to blow your mind. Okay. It's going to blow your mind. Uh, you stop, stop looking at these as there's some literal angel locked up under the rivers out in the east and then look at them as the soul is locked within you and until um, it's released right like there's this judgment on it within the flesh of man and that angel that fell into you that divinity that angle of light that son of god the sons of god the sons of heaven remember that we talked about the bana elohim which is within us i'm telling you guys this all has a different layer. This is like a layer cake and we're getting deeper into those layers. And I'm glad you guys enjoy it because I am totally vibing on this. So I hope you guys are around for the ride. I got a lot of videos coming out around it. A lot of content over on Facebook. Guys, go pump up my Facebook page. Um, I've gotten some haters over there recently. And ultimately, I think it's hurt my my channel a little bit. So go pump it up with some love, comment, share. Uh, drop some stars and stuff, you know, get it, get it back into good health. Uh, there's always somebody out there that wants to watch the world burn or try to attack somebody. And I, I don't stand for that guys. That's not my motivation. I never go to other people's channels and try to prove them wrong or anything like that. So I'm merely here to explore. And if you can't take that and you need to be right, then go find somewhere else. Um, that's, that's all we do here. We explore, we have fun. It's all about having fun here and enjoying your soul journey because uh, I think that that at the end of the day is what we should all be doing a whole lot more of. So, Missy, thank you for being here. I appreciate you. Alioris is my esoteric spiritual understanding of a lion is the courage within the heart. Lion is the Wizard of Oz. Exactly, exactly. Robert says, right, Cub, love and all, but religious folks tend to uh like to blah, blah 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 yeah i mean that's the problem that why is there always you know embattlements going on i gotta be careful how i say that um yeah because everybody wants to be right everybody's trying to get some spot in the world that they think is you know theirs rather than uh loving thy neighbor right and that's that's very hard to do. And I'm certainly not going to offer commentary on that situation right now. You probably know what I'm talking about. That's just not for me to commentate about. You can go hear commentary somewhere else. If you want to know what I actually think about that, ask me personally. But uh, not something I'm putting out there publicly. So um, anyway, let's see. I don't either, Cub. Much love. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. So I hope you guys have an awesome night. This has been great. Uh, creators over haters, Urban Floral. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this translation. A lot of commentary tonight. A lot of kind of off the wall stuff, but it was a good, like it's a good flow. So we'll do it again tomorrow. I'm going to get deeper into the angels being angles of light, being your soul, just like I read today. In fact, to finish this, I'm going to go ahead and read um my expression of the book of enoch one more time just so we all remember it because i want to remember it the words of the awakening of enoch to which he blessed the inhabitants of new earth who are already living in troubled times when all the misunderstanding and ignorance of source is to be lifted he remembered his story and said 
Enoch, an equitable man whose eyes were opened by source, saw a vision of the set-apart unity in the multiverse, which the source light codes showed me. And from them I heard all things at once, and from them I understood and saw. But not for this DNA program, but for a remote one which is coming and in fact is here now. Expressions on the Book of Enoch, reimagined by Jacob Cooker. Cub. Anyway, um, and notice I replaced angels with source light codes. Okay? Completely reinterpret. Get outside the ancient astronaut theory. Get outside the whole angels are holy things and they're set apart. No, no, no. Just their source light codes from source. Redefine all of this within ether, within self, rather than giving it a tulpic representation or a thought form. We'll do thought forms later on. We'll give it representation later on. That's another level of agreement. Right now, strip away the agreement, step into the ether, view it as source light codes, view it as a unity in the multiverse. We're not looking at elect and holy, as it says, but we're looking at the set apart, at the set apart. And Enoch not being righteous, but equitable. His eyes were opened by source, looking at the set apart unity in the multiverse. So that line right there is actually, uh, and I wanted to read this because that's important. Says when his eyes were opened by God, he saw a vision of the Holy One in the heavens. So I retranslated Holy One to set apart unity because the word holy literally means set apart and one being unity. So the set apart unity, like crazy, right? Really cool stuff. Really cool stuff. Um, I haven't been on Facebook for ages, but definitely going to vibe on your page a bit to troll the trolls. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate that, Alexis. Uh, you're way too pure uh, to not attract such petty persons. Well, I don't know about pure, but I appreciate that, my friend. Um, it's I'm kind of one of those guys, you love me or hate me, right? Uh, you wouldn't believe... Um, you wouldn't believe it, but yeah, there, there, there. You either love me or you hate me, and that's you know I've I've accepted that at this point. But I appreciate the love; I get a lot more love, which is good. Unfortunately, the haters sometimes are louder. But uh, my mentor Grant Cardone always says, "Go get yourself some haters. Uh, you're not moving forward if you don't have any haters." Every great person on the planet has some haters, so I'll accept them. But I will accept a lot more love on top of that. So I appreciate that, guys. Thank you very much. You're very humble, Cub. Joe says. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Uh, I do my best. I do my best. Um, April says, hope to learn from you. Thank you, April. I appreciate you guys. Thank you to everyone who joined our private community today. You can find out more info on that at cubkuker.com. It's super affordable. Cancel anytime. Uh, get a whole lot more access to what we're doing here. Zoom meetings. Get to know me, the community. It's fantastic. It's a safe space to share what you're going through and really open up and explore all of this, www.cubkuker.com. It's called Mythos, our Mythos Community or Academy membership. Go check it out on the website. Love you guys. Y'all have a beautiful evening. God bless you. Namaste and peace.